Welcome back to Let's Get Married, the wedding and event podcast. Hey, Sam. Hey, Mia. How's it going? 13. 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky not 13 is not a lucky number, is it? But that's what people say, lucky number 13. What am I thinking of? What's like the bad number? 13. Six. No. <laughs> okay, I get where you're going with this, but no, no, it's it's definitely 13. Like 13 is, is like not a floor in tall buildings. Oh, I never knew that. You are like way too ingrained in spooky things. I can't handle you. Anyways, 13. 13. Now no one will forget what number episode we are on. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Speaking of like luck and unluck, I don't know if that's what you would call this situation we're all in, but yeah. um, the win- winter is hard to begin with, um, unless yeah. you're my sister who loves snowboarding and just like lives for the snow and moved to where there's like way too much snow all the time. But winter is hard. I've always felt that like January and February are like tough months to get to. And the biggest thing is like having something to look forward to. But it's hard to know what to look forward to right now. We talked about this at the end of the last episode. But I, I was just curious, what have you personally been doing that has been keeping you up? Mental, physical health, anything like that. Like what's keeping you going and getting you through right now? So, you know, New Year's and everything. Everyone I call, everyone does the resolutions. I don't call them resolutions. I call them goals. Um, for me, it's just like a mindset thing. Um, but I really have been working out a lot. My cousin, Carrie, um, you know, Carrie, uh, and I signed up for the, so all the runs, you know, how I like to run, um, are still virtual. Um, and that was really something that like, I looked forward to. It's such an adrenaline, like running and having people cheer for you. So, um, they're still doing virtual runs. So Carrie and I signed up for the, um, NYC virtual half in March. So just really, getting into a mindset of going to the gym, running, um, kind of getting lost within myself with running. Um, and that's, I know we talked about this last episode, but half the time I don't even realize like, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with my surroundings, but I don't know who's like around me because I'm trying to just get lost in the music and myself and just give myself some time to be with myself and be outside in the fresh air, even though it's cold, you know, it's just, that's that's really helping me get through Mm -hmm. um also like i i'm like a huge advocate for therapy if you have someone to talk to um i think that there doesn't need to be something wrong with you like wrong in your life or anything like that to talk to someone i think that that's always really helpful um i'm huge i'm huge about therapy um i probably would not be the person i am without my therapist and she really has helped me kind of through these crazy times of just having someone to talk to um so i'd say that those two things are really helping me kind of stay sane right now. That's, what about you? That's awesome. I'm a huge, huge advocate. I mean, I can go into it forever, but like any, any time someone has something, I'm like, you should go see a therapist because it's, it's so great to have an unbiased person look into yourself and give you insight that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. But. I would say in that regard, day of coordinators are similar to therapists because having a third party person around your wedding is very, very important. Having a third party person to look at your entire life with you for is what therapy essentially is. So having that person that has no stake in the game, we aren't judging if you're in a fight with so-and-so, you know? So I think there are some similarities there to help people. So in terms of what I've been doing to keep myself 
up. And I recognize that all of this is way easier said than done. But so my sister is, uh, is very big into yoga and she, uh, encouraged me to get back into it in the fall. And we have this awesome yoga instructor in the same vein in, in the yoga class we were doing, um, a, a certain round of moves and then, our instructor acknowledged the bliss body. And it's exactly what you mentioned, that moment where you can just zone out. You're not thinking about life or anything going on. It's just that pure focused, like Zen and peace. And I would say that my other way I keep myself up is crafting. We know that I love to craft. We talk about my cricket all the time, which I loved home for the holidays. That's how important it is to me. And I was needlepointing the other day while we were binging Bridgerton, which have you watched, by the way? I haven't, but also I got a cricket for the holidays. Oh my God. Congratulations. I'm so excited. What color is it? Um, it's champagne. Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to be doing so many things at <laughs> cricket parties. But we were watching Bridgerton and I was really trying to focus on it, but I was needle pointing. And then all of a sudden I, I came to and I said, oh my God, Tony, you have to back it up like 20 minutes. I think I reached Bliss Body while needle pointing, which just really shows me that crafting is my Zen stress relief place, that I reached this place of perfect peace, that I had no idea we were watching TV. So I think whatever can achieve your bliss body moment for you is what you need to go into right now and keep yourself up for these next few months. Hopefully that's yeah. also maybe like listening to some podcasts, if you know what I mean, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, needle point while listening to a podcast. Okay, so Sam, what are we drinking? So we are drinking my favorite. This is an espresso martini. And I, not to toot my own horn, but I've been told I make it very well. So this is three parts vodka, Kahlua, espresso, fresh espresso. Also a little cheat. You can use cold brew, um, which I have done in the past. Um, and then I like to add a little splash of Baileys in there to kind of give it like a nice consistency. Mia, this is your first espresso martini. Tell me everything. So you know I'm not a coffee drinker, but I love the taste of coffee. I, I really like this. I do taste the Kahlua. Is there Baileys in this one? A little splash. It's good. Um, and I am not a, we've talked about this. I am not a vodka drinker. Mm -hmm. This is the one drink that I can because the coffee and uh, Kahlua really just cut out any other taste of that. Um, but funny story here when we were in college and I was bartending, um, the nights that I wouldn't bartend, Cassandra and I, made of honor, Cassandra and I would go out and I would order. This is disgusting and it makes me want to vomit thinking about it. <laughs> White Russians, like it was my job. And that is what I would drink out. So this is my adult version of a White Russian, I suppose. Like this is my more mature version of that. Um, but I love it. It's my favorite drink. So speaking of White Russians, have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? No. Okay. So famous movie, late 90s. He oh. drinks, I think it's something like... So he drinks like an insane amount of White Russians and the Big Lebowski challenge is to watch the movie and drink the White Russians alongside him, which 
my fiance and his friends have done. And I have never found them in a more ridiculous state. Just the amount of milk that's in that. How did your stomach it deal with so that? Gross. <laughs> like, don't drink milk. Like I'm like borderline lactose intolerant. Right. Like I'm sitting around at a club, like, you know, club bar, whatever it is, drinking milk and Bailey's. Like it's so disgusting. Oh my gosh. Um, this is a great yeah. dessert drink though. Like I could definitely get the vibe of like having this and like a piece of chocolate or brownie at, at like a restaurant. Okay. So episode 13, this episode is about plus ones. It is twofold. Yep. The first point of this episode is to help brides and grooms understand who to give a plus one to and who to not give a plus one to. This is also very much for everyone else who is not planning a wedding at this moment to understand and manage your expectations if you are getting a plus one and if you are not. Did you fall into situations that were tough to navigate planning your wedding or was it pretty clear with most people plus ones or not plus ones? Yeah. So when we were planning our wedding, we had a general rule of thumb. And I know a lot of people try to do this, that if we didn't know you, you weren't invited to our wedding. Mm -hmm. We felt very strongly that we didn't want to have to introduce ourselves to anyone on our wedding day. Now that kind of, you know, there were some exceptions, whether it was family members, who Joel's never met or, or vice versa. Um, but that was our rule um, that we really did try to stick to. So um, that kind of gave us a pretty good sense of who was going to get a plus one and who wasn't um, with, you know, some, ex, you know, exceptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I think it is such a question around a wedding. And I think it just adds to brides and grooms stress to be asked this. And I see so many memes on Instagram that say, stop asking for a plus one. And it has been one of the main topics of conversation since we got engaged. It's so interesting. So I was going to ask, so how are you and Tony kind of navigating the plus one situation? We are abiding by traditions that we'll talk about in this episode. But there are definitely exceptions, and there are things that we feel very strongly about, similar to your rule of we don't want to introduce ourselves. And I think it's also interesting as we go through this, the acknowledgement that planning the wedding now is not apples to apples to pre-March 2020. Things are different. You might have to cut numbers down. Um, so a plus one means something even more important and elevated than it once was. Because even if you get a plus one and all's good and they're inviting as many people, more, more barrier, it's still hundreds of dollars for the couple to have you have you there. So exactly. It's it's money out of the com like the couple's pocket. Mm -hmm. So if your invitation doesn't say you and whoever your partner is, your you know, or end guest don't ask the couple for a plus one. Just don't. Yep. Like, I think that is like probably one of the worst things that you could do. Yes. There's, this is very different from every other party where you can bring a friend, maybe it's a holiday party or a birthday or uh, even a friend's giving, you know, like I think asking is just, you shouldn't ask when it has to do with the wedding and you just have to live with the fact that you get it or you don't. And if you, and if that is revenue 
the wrong way that much, then maybe you shouldn't be at that wedding. I don't know. I would go as far as to say that. Yeah. I think like, again, just remind yourselves that you're asking the couple to now pay for you to have a person that they've never met at their wedding Mm -hmm. and just laying it out like that. Maybe that kind of rationale will explain like, yeah, this sounds a little harsh. Like, you know, but like, I like, I feel like you're very similar. Like this is where, this is the hill that I die on. Yes. This is the hill. (laughs) This is the hill. Our first hill of 2021. Um, But like you said, I saw something on the internet today that said, you do not get to change the number on your invite whenever like whenever you like list what food you want. If you, there's a card where you're writing that, I can't believe that that's what brides have to go through. Like, I hope that's not what happens to me, but I'm sure this happens. Like, if it says one meal and you're picking steak, fish, whatever, no, no, that's one. You don't get to cross that out and make it two. <laughs> it's one meal. <gasps> yeah, no, I... I, luckily, we didn't have that kind of instance because we didn't give cards like that. But that okay. is that is like another level. I know. And I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Not everyone understands and knows how weddings work. If he sounds like this person probably wouldn't be married if they don't necessarily have a, a plus one that the couple knows about. But yeah, no, it, the, we're, Sam and I are telling you, if you're listening to this and you're unsure, this is how it works. If you just see your name on the envelope. If you only see one, you are not getting a plus one. You would see and guest or that plus one's name. It's that simple. Yeah. So, okay. So we are going to hammer through a bunch of different uh, combinations of wedding guests. And uh, several people responded when we posted this on Instagram asking questions of should this person get a plus one or not. So we are going to hammer through this and we will share our opinions and thoughts of what we would do married person plus one agreed plus one okay person living with a significant other plus one agreed plus one person who's been in a long-term relationship but they do not live or they're not married to their significant other plus one agreed plus one yeah so this happened to us and we did not live together until we had been dating longer than a lot of people date even before they're married, you know? So it would have been weird for people to not give me or Tony a plus one just because we weren't living together. Um, but I agree with what you said, Sam. If we, if someone didn't know the other one, chances are we're also probably not that close because how do you not meet someone's boyfriend or girlfriend of seven, I think it was like seven years at that point, then there's like, maybe I shouldn't have even been invited or he shouldn't have been. But yeah, so I would say the hard and fast rule of living together or not like, or like if they're married, isn't always true because sometimes people have been dating a long, long time without moving in together. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would say that those three, like the first three that we rattled off are really kind of the same, um, same grouping, same sentiment, um, unless to that caveat that you said, unless you just don't know that person who doesn't live with that person. And again, then maybe you're just not that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this brings up a point that I'd say that the traditional rule is if they're married, they, they get a plus one. But we know the world we live in, not everyone is married who cohabitates and also treating married couples that much more special than cohabitated non-married couples is archaic to me and to be honest rude um some people don't believe in marriage some people don't want to get married there's stuff that 
you know, it's, it's case by case and you don't get to make a call <laughs> like that. Um, so if, if they're living together, it's, it's still their, their partner. Person just moved in with their significant other. Plus one. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I think same thing, like we were saying, kind of groups in, <laughs> um, person was dating someone and they just broke up. They don't need a plus one. Yeah, I think this depends on your relationship with the couple. If you're close to both of them, oh. then yeah. I mean, and then it gets a little hairy. Like, do you give both of them plus ones because you're friends with both of them? Um, if you're not close with, you know, whoever, um, then they don't need to get a plus one. That's a good point. That was, this was on The Real Housewives last night. It was. Um, really? Yes, they were debating that on Real Houses of Atlanta. But I would say, yeah, if it's your friend and then they broke up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, then I wouldn't necessarily give them a, a replacement plus one just because now they're single. Like they didn't, the only reason they had a plus one was because they were dating someone, you know? Yeah, and then you also don't wanna add that pressure of someone feeling obligated to invite someone to your wedding when like this person's gonna be in your pictures and everything like that. And then like 10 years from now, you're like, who is that? You know, like just keep that in mind too. Like you don't wanna put that pressure on the person to find this date. And then what happens if they're not really gonna be sticking around? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's all these little nuances that can go into that one. Yeah, I agree. But it's a good rule of thumb. If they broke up, they also broke up with the ability to have a plus one at your wedding. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Person is dating someone you have not met. This one's hard for me. Um, and I know because we haven't, we've gotten to situations like this at our wedding. I, going off of my rule, would say no plus one. But it also depends, I guess, on the relationship with that person that you have. I don't know. What do you think, Mia? I agree. I'm thinking of two specific situations in my head because my rule was going to be no. You haven't met them. You don't. Actually, you know what it is? You do not have to give them a plus one. You can if you want to, but you are very much valid in not giving them a plus one. Yeah, this That's is justified. It is. It's, yeah. it's not, there's no obligation here. Um, we actually ran into a uh, a place where we were falling under the contracted amount of people. So at that point, you know, originally we said, no, you know, let's figure it out. And at that point, you know, Hey, we have to meet this. We obviously didn't say it like this, but you have to meet a quota. So like, sure, bring, bring whomever, mm -hmm. um, you know, but it, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a good point. I liked what you said of not introducing yourself to someone on your wedding day. That feels very, I don't know the word, like cold. Yeah, you know, that was the one thing because I know like my parents wanted to invite friends or, or whoever and we just kind of wanted to put a line in the sand of if I don't know them, you know, unless it's, you know, we had certain um, exceptions where like, you know, my, my uncle never met Joel for whatever, you know, and Joel's family's, you know, abroad. So like, you know, there's certain instances like that. But other than that, I did not want to have to be like, hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to my wedding. Like, I know. you know, like, oh, you're here for Joel's wedding. Hi, I'm Sam, his wife. Like, it's just so weird. To me. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That's a good point. It's also like, I think it's very important to understand the control that you have over your wedding guests. How are people going to act? You do run the risk of someone not, someone that you haven't met, like they could 
be all kinds of different ways on your wedding day. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Person in an on and off again relationship. You are justified in saying no. I agree. And I think this goes exactly to what you were just saying. Like, you don't want any crazy situations like panning out at your wedding with like all this crazy drama. Not Mm -hmm. that you, I mean, like, you know, you hope that they've got their shit together. Right. I want to say that. Are we keeping this clean? No, we can swear. Together. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, you just don't want any unnecessary added drama to your day. Yeah. I would say if they have been casually dating, they don't live together, they're not married, and they're on again, off again, on again, off again, it is not your job as a wedding planning human with all the stress that goes into that to go and check up for this purpose to say, are you back on? Okay, you get your plus one back. No, you, like that that's not how this is going to go. If this is your best friend, you know if they're on again or they're off again. So like that is different. But if it's someone who's not in your inner, inner circle, the minute it starts getting messy like that, I think you're really justified in saying, nope, you're not getting a plus one. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, person who won't know anyone else at the wedding. Yeah, I think that they should get a plus one. Um, but it's hard. Like, are you super close to this person? Because then... I think this one's justified, Mm -hmm. but I think, and this goes against my rule because most of the people that we invited did know each other, Mm -hmm. but I think that they should get a plus one because you don't want it to be awkward with them sitting at a table where they don't know anyone. Like, I I don't know. What do you think? I think you're right. I think this is where you are justified to break the rule and give this person a plus one. It is the balance of, do you want them to have a good time? but also stay true to the numbers of what you want. But you're inviting them because you want to celebrate with them. And the chances are you're not going to be handholding or you don't want to be worried about people at your wedding. So giving someone in this specific situation, like an extra little buddy, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. And also I think it's okay to then, if this person is single too, to say like, Hey, like, Bring so-and-so you've always talked about, you know, like to try to engineer it. Playing matchmaker a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or like a best friend, like if this is like your best friend from high school and this is their best friend from college or like someone that you like know and like have heard great things about, that could be something too. I think like weigh in. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, Person who has a significant other that you don't get along with. It depends if they're living together or married. Um, I hate having to put the couple in a weird situation. I think if it's contentious enough, you're justified in doing whatever you want because it's at the end of the day, it's your day. It's your money spent. Um, But as Tony and I have said about a guest or two, it's easier to just say yes and and we're not not saying we're in this specific situation, but with just inviting people, period, it's easier sometimes to just say yes with some situations than deal with the drama that could follow. Yeah, the fallout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I would agree with that. I would say that it's not necessarily worth the drama and just invite the person, um, but um, justifiable either way. 
Okay, coworkers. Okay, so this one is hard for me because, so I had and did in fact invite coworkers to my wedding that I was close with and that I knew them already. Um, like, you know, work, husband, work, wife, whatever it is, like you, you go into the trenches with everyone that you're at work with, like you really are a part of their day. So if you are inviting your coworkers, likely you know or have heard very much of their significant other. So I would say yes, um, because you've probably likely have been in contact with their significant other. Um, but if you're not, then I feel like you don't have to. I don't know. This one I'm so torn on. Coworkers are tough. Coworkers are the one that you and I did agree on in the um what episode was that? Oh, oh, when we were talking about in, uh if they're invited to your gauge party, they have to be invited to your wedding. This was the only type of guest that you and I said you can have them at engagement and then like teeter out and not invite him to the wedding. So coworkers are different from every other wedding guest that even if they're married, especially if they're in a group, I'd say you can get away with not giving them plus ones because they can be in that kind of little like coworker group together. I feel like my mom has gone to weddings and not brought my dad of her coworkers, you know, like all the teachers together or something like that. So I'd say it's okay to say no. Yeah, this is a group where you could definitely... If you need to cut budget, this is kind of where you can save some um, save some dollars. And, yeah, and I think the the benefit is if someone is married, they understand this a little bit more too. So you, you might be able to say that to a coworker if they're married. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, your boss. Same vein. Um, if they're by themselves though, I'd say, yeah, give, give your boss plus one. Um, but if they're in that coworker group, I think you can get away with not giving it. Yeah. So I like, I'm just taking from my perspective, I was super close to my boss and her husband, um, and like the, the owner. So I invited all of them and their spouses. Um, but like, I'm thinking back to like, like jobs that I've been in, like, I don't know if I would have invited, you know, their spouses. So I think it's, it's that, that line where it's justifiable either way. Mm -hmm. Because that probably, unless you're close to them, probably is going to be someone you're going to have to introduce yourself to. Yeah. Yeah. And again, unless you know them, like it, it depends on the, the circumstance. This was a question from Instagram and I think it's a really good one. Person did not give you a plus one. Do you have to give them a plus one? I don't think you do. Um, yeah, that's where I stand on that one. <laughs> so my thing is, I started thinking about this. It was, it was like inception today. So if they didn't give you a plus one, that means that they're married, right? So then are you not inviting their spouse? Oh, that's a good point. Because I totally think, yeah, you didn't give me one. I'm not giving you one. But oh, that means that you're married. But, you know, I feel like they would have to understand, right? Like, oh, like, you didn't give me a plus one. Like, you know, yeah. what's, I don't know. Yeah. Hard lines. To I know. Fuzzy. This is where it's very much not black and white. Yeah. That's a good question. I would say that you know, there's no obligation there. Yeah. Um, members of your wedding party. No, you do not have to give a plus one. I agree. No. So this is interesting. The internet says this is basically another 
way to say thank you to your wedding party who is going to like put in a lot of effort and money and time to you. But I really disagree with some of the traditional views of this because your members of the wedding party are going to be one busy. So if they're casually dating, well, especially if they're casually dating, but they're, they're plus one if they they might not know other people and then your member of your wedding party is going to have specific roles they're going to be standing next to you they might be at a head table like you had sam that plus one might not have a good time anyways like you don't get a pass just because you're part of the wedding party like that that dub that's that's a lot of people yeah and i think like here's here's my thought on it if they're dating someone that you know, they're gonna have a plus one already. Right. Why would you wanna add that pressure to your wedding party of, hey, invite someone to this party who's probably gonna be sitting by themselves for a little bit with the expectation of like, for me, like, yeah, they were at, they were all at my head table. Like, they're not gonna know anyone. Why would you make, like, why would you put that pressure on your bridal party or your whoever party to do that? find a pick and that pressure on that person really too, to like be that person to join. I just think it's, I don't think it's needed. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a nice gesture. I'm kind of doing research too. Like I came across the same thing, but I just, I disagree as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is definitely where we're touching on the expectations that if you're asked to be part of a wedding party, it is not guaranteed that you're going to get a plus one. You do have to think about how busy you are going to be. And you don't want that person to feel uncomfortable and have to sit in the church pews by themselves or go to the rehearsal dinner when you're going to have stuff to do. And rehearsal dinners can be really intimate, you know? So that means that not only are you introducing yourself to someone and not really knowing them at your wedding, it's also at this like very focused, smaller, traditionally family event the night before your wedding. Like think about how that would be for a bride and groom. That's really where I operate from here. And yeah. and specifically thinking about our situation, Tony has a groomsman who is dating someone I am very close with. And I have a bridesmaid who is dating someone who Tony is very close with. Taking a step back and saying those two people, those two significant others are leap years ahead of some other people if they were to get a plus one. So that just tells me that our close friends, significant others are who should be there. You know, it's yeah. not a free pass. Yeah. And like I was saying, like, if if you're there dating someone and they're in your party, like, you're going to know that person. I mean, like, 90% chance you're going to know that person. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to get that plus one anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. This was also from Instagram. Does a cousin count as a plus one if you're inviting their parents, aunt slash uncle? Does this cousin get a plus one? I would say yes. Um, and I'm just thinking of my cousins. They're older. I guess like if they're younger, I wouldn't like if they're teenagers. No, I don't think that they need a plus one, mm -hmm. you know, but like if they're older, 30s, 20s, 30s, like, yes, I think that they, they deserve a plus one. What if they're single? So I had a perfect example of this. My cousin um, was, he was dating someone. So he got a plus one. Um, my other cousin was not dating someone, just started dating someone. Mm -hmm. um, and then asked me kind of, you know, right before the wedding, if she was able to, because originally she wasn't dating anyone and it was just her. I did just say, you know, um, 
I can't remember actually if I was, if I said and guest or not, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was just her. And then she started dating this guy and she asked, Hey, can I bring so-and-so? And we had the room for it. So I said, absolutely. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's, it's, it's, you know, these are all gray areas. Yeah, it is. So I would say to answer the first part of this question that a cousin does not count as the plus one to your aunt and uncle, that is a, a separate guest. We have a situation actually like this where one of us has a single cousin and this cousin is invited and the aunt and uncle are invited. They are not counted as the plus one. I think, yeah, I think this depends. Um, I don't think you have to give that cousin a plus one. Um, I also, to bring this back a little bit, I don't think you need to invite every cousin. I don't think you need to invite every aunt and uncle. So they're not a plus one, but um, if you're not close with someone just because they're family, you don't have to invite them. Just want to put that out there and manage those expectations for guests too. Weddings are expensive. We know this. You should not take for granted that you're going to be invited, period. A thousand percent. I um, And I'm saying like the cousins that I invited, I'm very, like I'm close you are. to those cousins. Yeah. Um, I didn't invite all of my family to there because I'm not close with them. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're paying for your wedding. So you want, you want the people there that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Members of your B list. I think whether they're B list or they were a list, if they fall into one of the categories we've talked about, that's when they would get the plus one or the no plus one. I agree. I agree. Okay. Divorced slash single parents. So this, I feel like I can definitely speak to this a little bit. Um, If the divorced parent is dating someone, that divorced parent should absolutely have a plus one. Mm -hmm. If, you know, my mom is not dating anyone, she wasn't dating anyone, I wouldn't give her, I didn't even think to give her a plus one because, again, I don't think that there's this added level of pressure to invite someone to your child's wedding that ultimately your parents are co-hosts of they're going to be entertaining family and friends and they have you know likely all of their friends there as well um so i would say no you don't need to give a, it, it really depends on the person though i know that my mom didn't need or didn't want a plus one if you feel like you know, it would really mean something to your parent who's single to bring someone. Just keep in mind the dynamics of what a wedding is and that there's going to be expectations similar to wedding parties of your parents. They're going to be busy mm-hmm. um, on your wedding day. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head. I would say that it's nice to give guests to to your parents, especially if they're helping to pay, but it is not a hard and fast rule. And exactly like you said, they are going to have so much family around. They're going to be meeting all of your friends, everything like that. So it's, it's what is best for you. I would also say if you, and this is definitely easier said than done. If your parent is dating someone who you don't like, or you don't feel comfortable around, this might be really hard, but no, you are justified by not inviting that person. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Siblings. If they're single, they don't need a plus one. They're going to be busy. Yeah. I think it falls into the same category that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Single friend who will know many others at the wedding. No. Nope. They don't need one. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to what we said of 
someone who doesn't know anyone at the wedding is probably the only person who's going to be like the total breaking of our rule. If you have a big group of friends from whatever stage of life, like we said, coworkers, you're, you have each other. You're fine. Right. You're not going to be sitting there by yourself and like, you don't have to worry about that guest being a, by themselves. They're, they're going to be fine. Yep. Person you're very close to. Uh, no, no plus one. But is this person single? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if this person is single, then no. If they fall into any other category that we've just covered, then, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. The only other thing that I want to say is that in regards to guests, if you are giving someone a plus one, you should use their name if you know their name. And if, if you don't, yeah, there are situations where that works, but like maybe they shouldn't even really be invited in the first place. I, I know that I have friends who have been dating people for a long time or they're living together. I might've not gotten the chance to meet them for whatever reason, but I wrote their first and last name on, on the letter, you know? So, and I think escort cards, especially I've been to weddings where Tony or I have had and guest and I'm saying, I'm at your wedding. Can you do some research and like find my last name and my first name on Facebook? Like we're listed right there. I just think that is a little weird to not have to like have the escort card say like Sam Rosenberg and guest, right? Yeah. Or I think we even touched on this in one of our episodes where it's like future Mrs. Ramos. Don't get me started with this. Mrs. So like <laughs> that, that level, right? Yeah. Of, yeah. If you want to say future Mrs. Samantha Rosenberg and assume like I would be okay with that because at least you're using my name. Yep as opposed to you just completely like forgetting my identity and associating it with, you know, that I'm Joel's guest or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Person's name, you know, do some research, even if you don't know, find out from your family. Like there's the person that's going to your wedding will be invited for a reason, you know, so just find out the name. Mm -hmm. Having a wedding is the ultimate hosting event. Being a good host is knowing your guests' names. It's that simple. Yeah. Yep. So what's going on with Mary? So we are now in this stage of working with couples who did have to move their weddings. So last week we talked about couples who are just embarking on this journey, but now we're talking with those couples who should have already had their big day. So it's been interesting to help these people navigate. Okay. You pushed it off. You might've gotten legally married. You might've had a mini ceremony and that's so special. And you were like, we always say just as married as anyone else, but now it comes to, okay, what do we do? Do we keep the big thing if we can this year? Do we make a smaller thing this year? Do we do we push it out again? And those decisions can be hard, but we've been having to have some of those conversations. It is very interesting to see how venues are handling things differently. Some are allowing people to push back early. Some are giving money back. Some are not giving money back. Um, some are allowing you to book on Saturdays this year or telling you to move to next. You know, it's it's very interesting to see how we talk about this a lot, but it's everything is case by case 
And this, we are still in uncharted territory in terms of weddings and COVID. So all of those people that did have to move last year, a lot of them are still waiting or are making the call to go in a different direction. And that's totally fine too. So we, like we always say, we are here for advice and support and venting because I know that can happen um, in terms of what to do with your with your 2020 wedding and all those vendors, vendors you, you had booked. If you had to give couples who are experiencing this and kind of going through this one piece of advice right now, what would you, what would you say to them? I would say if you never get to have the wedding that you had initially planned, are you going to be disappointed? Is it going to be a, Oh yeah, we never had it, but whatever. How, how are you going to feel a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Are you going to still be sad? Manage your expectations. How are you going to feel about this? If you're not super tied, then yeah, make some changes. Go back to what is best for you guys. But but also be careful. Don't get caught up in, in anyone else pressuring you that you need to cancel something because too much time has passed or you can't get an engagement you can't have an engagement party because you've been like, there are no rules. So don't let anyone try to tell you that there are, it's just about you and your significant other. And I think that's good for people who are not the bride and groom to remember that there is so much navigating going on for couples right now that like, just sit back, ask what you can do to help ask if they need anything or just want to vent or like talk about anything else besides their wedding. You know, I think that can be helpful to people because I do know several people who now have planned essentially three weddings, you know, and I was talking to a friend the other day and she said, yeah, it's happening this year one way or another, whether it's just us or it's 200 people, you know, and I think that it has, I think she has a lot of self-awareness because she knows that she wants it. Yeah. You know, so whether it's going to happen or not, she's going to get, she's going to have that day. And I think I love what you said. Like, you know, your engagement party is something that means so much to you and you're going to have it, whether it's this year or seven years from now, because you were engaged, right? Like that's, that's what matters. Like I've seen people who have gotten married, but clearly wanted a bachelorette party to like hang out with their friends and everything. And so they've had a bachelorette party, like, you know, probably more on the quiet side than they anticipated, but they still had a party with all of their friends and, and so being aware of what you really want, I think this time kind of allows you to evaluate that and, and see what's important to you. Um, great, so. great point. Bachelorettes, roll that into a big birthday. Like yeah. all of your friends get to go and it gets to all be about uh, be all about you a couple of years from now or yeah. next year or, or this year, you know. So uh, there, you can have whatever celebration you want. And if someone tries to tell you, especially someone in the wedding industry, they're not allowed to do that. Everything has a price. You know, if you want to have your party this year and, and your wedding was canceled four times, like you're allowed to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. Well, we will leave you on that note. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and rate us in the podcast app and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.